0: Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast,
1: where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo.
0: Super Mario Kart was developed and published by Nintendo and released in Japan on August 27th in 1992. It was then released in North America September 1st of 1992, just a few days later. Yeah, right on the tail. And then in Europe and uh, other territories in January on the 21st of 93. So not too terribly
1: far behind. this. No, but
0: just missing Christmas.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sucks.
0: <laughs> it does. Now, Super Mario Kart was produced by Shigeru Miyamoto. And at this point, you should have uh, much understanding and uh, (laughs) familiarity with his name. He's all over everything you love. If it was made by Nintendo, yes. Yeah, yeah. But the game was directed by Hideki Kono. And he had previously directed Ice Hockey. Okay. And then immediately before this, SimCity for the Super Nintendo. Oh, that's interesting. Which was a total remake of the PC, not a port, because they had to, you know, change the fundamental architecture of it for the Super Nintendo.
1: Sure, and I mean, although later on you would eventually get a Super Nintendo mouse, I mean, just the interface alone, you know, when going from point-and-click type games to a controller is pretty tough. He then went on to become a producer for many games at
0: Nintendo, uh, including every single Mario Kart game after the 64 one.
1: Okay, so he was just just
0: skipped the 64 one or uh, no he he directed that one as well oh all right so strong through line indeed now from what I've read online this game was born out of Nintendo's desire to make a two player racing game they had come out of the gate with f0 right uh, and it had you know really big twisty crazy tracks mm-hmm. uh, but it was only one player oh yeah and they knew a two- player experience is really what makes a, a console last.
1: Oh yeah. It's uh it's very especially for racing games. Oh, of course.
0: So they started with that premise and because of that they could not really make as complex tracks and they couldn't use as large of a screen size. Right. Uh, so they always kept it in that half mode. Yeah, yeah. And then from the very beginning, this game was not a Mario game. It just a uh, it was a kart racer with some generic dudes in it. Okay. Uh, But at some point, uh, a couple months into development, they didn't like the looks of it. And on a whim, I guess, someone put a Mario in there. Okay. And they're like, well, that looks better. And then it just kind of organically became a Mario-centric themed game. Hey, it worked out, man. Now, this game is well known for its uh, Mode 7 graphics and really helping push those to its limits. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't just the chips in the hardware that made it possible, uh, there was a special chip on the cartridge, the DSP-1 chip. Okay. And it was a floating point math type thing. I don't know. That's beyond my... <laughs> it means nothing to me. But uh, from what I understand, this became the most popular add-on chip for the Super Nintendo because it allowed for, you know, uh, upgrades in different areas, especially with the Mode 7 graphics or with a lot of sprite scaling.
1: Okay. So it's not like a specific Mode 7 chip. No. Okay. Cool. Now, Super Mario
0: Kart was the fourth best-selling game for the Super Nintendo. Oh, wow. All right. uh, At almost 9 million copies. I believe it. And I think many people would agree that this is basically the birth of the kart racing genre. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Afterwards, Sega and even a couple imitators on the Super Nintendo came out with their own kart games, but this was the the true origin. Yeah, definitely. And, of course, this game uh, has... Many sequels, in fact, a sequel for every subsequent system that Nintendo produced from the Super Nintendo on.
1: It's a big seller on all of them. It's a standard, you know, from the Nintendo arsenal.
0: Yes. And I think I can say that with the exception for the 3DS version, I have bought every sequel to this game. Oh, right. And this game was available on the eShop for a while, on the Wii, and is now part of the Super Nintendo Mini or SNES Classic Right on. Edition, so.
1: Still kicking after all these
0: years. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Super Mario Kart?
1: Well, Eric, I cannot tell a lie. It is a third-person kart racing game. Um, I guess you could technically call it 3D, but I feel like that's a little disingenuous. Correct, correct.
0: It is as 3D as Space Harrier is.
1: (laughs) Right, right. They're, They're trying as hard as they could, you know.
0: But what this does give you is a behind-the-racer perspective. And in this game, you do have a jump. But it is not the focus because this is a racing game. And most importantly, you accelerate and decelerate
1: just as anyone would expect. Yep, you get your classic gas and brake controls you'll see in almost every racing game.
0: Now, we'll get into it more in a bit. But the rate of acceleration is different for some of the characters. Right, right. Uh, and there is, of course, like we mentioned, a jump button. and now that is the shoulder button. It is not a main button, right, right. And it is rarely used, I would say, for its main purpose of jumping,
1: yeah, it's it's and it's kind of hard to use in that in that regard. You it know? is a
0: very short and shallow jump, and it's mainly for getting over small bumps. you know a lot of times uh there will be things that you need right behind that bump, but if you don't jump over it, you'll just be launched over right, right. So the jump does have a secondary feature, oh, yeah. And that allows you to go into a skid or drift when -hmm. you are taking a a turn or a tight corner.
1: Which really is kind of the main use of it. I've, you know, always found.
0: And this is the beginning of, you know, the drift that is really now a core part of the mechanics of the Mario Kart series.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like uh, in Street Fighter 2, how you had combos, which kind of started but they weren't intended to be the focus of the game and right. it grew in that direction
0: yeah because you know you can get through a lot of the cups in this game without using the drift but in the future games without them there is no chance
1: yeah no it's yeah absolutely one control issue that uh really messed with me is that in, in this mario kart you do not have a reverse and that is correct which is sorely missed man because if, if you know in the previous or i'm sorry in the later ones you know if you run into a wall you can just back up and start start up again but here no you are stuck you have to hop around in place trying to get around it's really tough like and hard to get used to i thought
0: indeed um that comes to a point i will talk about in great detail in the general chat section so we'll get back to that
1: just wanted to make a note but there's not really
0: any way to talk about any more of this game without getting into what
1: characters are in this game oh sure yeah You have a motley crew of drivers that you can select from.
0: Yes, eight in total. And they are all characters that are from the classic Super Mario Bros. series. Yeah, a lot of familiar faces. All of them, really. And it is not explicitly shown in the game itself, but each of these characters belongs to a different weight class of... of
1: Yeah, they all have slightly different uh, stats, if you will. Yes, and... The one thing I dislike about these
0: early ones is that those stats are not visible.
1: Right. Yeah, they do give you a breakdown a bit in the manual, as we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But um, they're grouped off kind of in groups of two. Like, there's four classes. And I think that's kind of cool because it allows, if you're playing two players, you can each pick. You know what I mean? It's not like one person gets the only really super heavy fast or, yeah, et cetera.
0: Agreed, agreed. So we will begin with the namesake of the series, The classic Mario himself.
1: Yeah, good old Super Mario. Sporting his uh, red and blue overalls, etc. His classic outfit here.
0: Yes, and one thing we haven't mentioned so far, but we'll talk about when explaining these characters, is that when you are racing and on the track and you accelerate into or over another character, if you are at a higher weight class than them, you will knock them and steal a coin.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty rough if you're a light person. Yes.
0: Now Mario is in the next to highest weight class. Okay. So only the heaviest weight classes can bump him out of the way.
1: Right. Right. But w- with the, well, I guess we should talk about the stats as well. Do you have a, a list of them? Um. Well, kind of like the in the manual, they're all listed. Like you have your acceleration, turning, and weight. Pretty much. Is okay. The three. Categories.
0: Okay, and weight is what allows you to hurt another player. Mm-hmm. Acceleration is, of course, how quickly you can come up to top speed, and then turning is your turning radius, I would guess.
1: Yeah, it's uh, kind of fuzzy there, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't experiment a whole ton. You know what I mean? Like comparing different characters in that regard.
0: Now, many of these races uh, are take place on tracks that have off-road sections. You know, not the ones you want to go off-road, but that is there if you mess up. Right, right. And unlike future versions, there is no stat specifically for off-road.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: So I don't know if everyone's at an equal disadvantage or just top speed is all that matters when you're off-road.
1: Yeah, maybe. it. it I mean, it, even the grass or, you know, the lighter stuff really grinds you to a halt pretty quick.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, as this class, they have decent acceleration, but not near the best And his brother, Luigi, is the second character, and again, same stats.
1: Yep, they were pretty much your average all-arounders, as as Mario kind of became, by default, you know, like in Super Mario Bros. 2, Mario Madness. And down one category of weight, we have Princess Peach herself. Yeah, playable, a a rare female playable character in these days. And she is very speedy. Yeah, they have the best, or she and uh, her partner, as we'll reveal in a moment, uh, have the fastest acceleration in the game. But they have the worst handling, is that what I... I believe so, yeah. And then her partner in this
0: category is, of course, uh, her right-hand dinosaur, Yoshi.
1: Yeah, Uh, both mainstays of the series from here henceforth. And then
0: in the featherweight category, we have two more entries. First being Koopa...
1: The Koopa Troopa variety. Yeah, yeah. Um, these guys are is very light, first of all, and they're noted for their cornering stuff. I guess you skid less, supposedly. Um, it was always, Koopa was always my go-to guy, so I stuck with him for most of this. Oh, he was mine as well. And uh, I played a lot of two-player, and my children uh, often picked the
0: other one in this category, which would be Toad.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, getting knocked around is, I mean, it's not fun in any game, but it hurts even more here
0: yeah yeah it's definitely definitely very painful and then finally we have our two
1: heavyweights and they have abysmal acceleration (laughs) yep the slowest there is but the highest top speed and you know i like that these four categories they're they're also similar to the four kind of racers in f-zero agreed now first you have donkey kong or
0: is it Donkey Kong Jr. in it this is,
1: one? It is Donkey Kong Jr. And, uh, you know, this is not the creepy, weird Donkey Kong country here. This is a good old classic Donkey Kong Jr. And I like him way better. And along with him, we have Bowser. That's right. And, you know, uh, these are the guys you pick if you want to knock people around. But I tried starting with them, and uh, I quickly realized that I am not good enough. To... Yes, I have nowhere. I've never been able to. And, and, you know, I've become kind of a... In the later years, a heavy character racer in many of the other games, but yeah, not... you've
0: forced me to step up with my <laughs> weight class because of that.
1: But, but I cannot use them here at all. They're they're good for hurting people, but not for winning races, I've found.
0: Now, what sets Mario Kart apart from many other racers is the fact that you have a variety of special items that you can receive in the game.
1: Yeah, this is a pretty cool. This was a new thing for a racing game, really, you know, other... You know, rock and roll racing. Maybe you just had missiles and things that you bought, but correct. These are actually found in the track itself.
0: Yeah, and embedded in the track are question blocks, and when you drive over them, they will set off a kind of random event in your HUD, showing that you've picked up an item, and it'll eventually settle on one of the items.
1: Yeah, and it's worth noting too that when you're when you're racing, you don't you can pick up these question blocks. Player two can, but the computers. Don't interact with them, really.
0: No, and we'll get to how that works if after we get through this list. Yeah. Because these are all the items that you, as the player, can pick up.
1: Now, as the race goes on, those spots will be spent. Yeah, and they will not regenerate. So you only have so many question blocks per race
0: and there are usually more than enough but you do want to realize that if you keep going to the same side or whatever there won't be any there for you and as you'll see all of these items are pulled directly from the super mario franchise as well yeah yeah pretty much all of them have stuck with it through the through the years Uh, beginning with the classic
1: green shell yeah this is your most basic offensive one that you press your item button and it will shoot out straight ahead and if there's someone in his path, it will hurt them. But what really sets this apart from all of the missiles and whatnot
0: from racing games before is that just like a green shell in the Mario universe, if it hits a wall, it will rebound and bounce off of it.
1: Yeah, and it's this is a game with a lot more walls in the tracks than later ones, kind of. You know what oh, I yeah.
0: Mean? <laughs> Shooting a green shell... Uh, wildly is a very dangerous proposition in this game, and m- I would say a good 25% of the time it will kill you. Will kill yourself <laughs> with your own green shell.
1: Yeah, it's tricky too. You can press down and your item button to set it down behind you, but it does not actually shoot it behind you like in later games. Correct. So it's a little tricky. The only way to shoot backwards is kind of. To aim at a wall in front of you and then try to get out of the way when it comes flying back.
0: Which is a very risky proposition. And then you can also jump over
1: a green shell. that's another risky. uh, If you're good enough, do it, uh, but... I I would would... never attempt it. No, no. Now, after
0: so many wall hits,
1: the green shell will disappear. Right, they're not going to be there forever.
0: No, but it is a few more hits than you would imagine. And then following that, we have the mushroom. Now, unlike Mario, this
1: mushroom does not make you grow large. No, this is, yeah, it's your speed boost now. It's a one-time use when you hit that button and you get a huge, you know, crazy boost in speed. Yes. And then we have one that has not been in every subsequent one, and that is the feather. Yeah, this was gone for a while and it came back, Correct. Yeah, and this gives you a, a way better jump, much higher, and you can use it to easily jump over obstacles or in some places get a little shortcut.
0: Yeah, there are in many levels a shortcut path that is only accessed by having the feather. And that's really what it's there for, is these shortcuts. And yeah. and for jumping off of the edge of ghost maps.
1: Right, right. Yep. And I've been there, done that.
0: And then we have the follow-up to the green shell, the red shell.
1: Yeah, this is your real attack item because it's your uh it's like a homing missile. It will target in on one of the nearby opponents and attack them yes but i really feel like you should have used air quotes around homing oh yeah this is not the red shell we've come to know and love man because they really have to be relatively close to you it will not follow any kind of track course it'll go into a wall if there's someone not right there it is definitely
0: only really useful on direct straightaways or if you are within you know feet of
1: the other character you have to be right there or else it will probably just go awry correct
0: and for that reason, it's not really on my short list of items like it is in the future games. Right, right. And again, on the offensive, we have the ultra-classic Lightning Attack.
1: Yeah, this is a... I only saw very few of these. Very
0: rare. Very. And, you no, know, I don't know if this does come from a Mario game. Yeah, I can't think...
1: I think it started here, really, you know? Uh-huh.
0: But it is also something extremely
1: unique to the racing genre. Yeah, this Lightning Bolt will shrink all of the other players in on the entire field and it will
0: make them spin out so it's like a double down because what happens is once you spin out you are shrunk uh you are then a little more vulnerable than you normally would be because if another player runs over you you will get flattened and that's another time sink
1: yeah it's no good and you know if you're little koopa troopa and you want to get back at donkey kong jr this is how you do it
0: and then finally we have one of the other more iconic images from the mario universe and that is the superstar
1: oh yeah this uh makes you invincible uh just like in the past and which is very useful now because you finally don't have to worry about bumping into people and you can you know you get a speed boost as well
0: now that speed boost though can be a detriment on many a course
1: yep and it almost always was for me so i <laughs>
0: Well, in most future games, I would welcome the star with open arms and really put the pedal to the metal. In this one, I found I can really barely utilize it uh, when I wanted.
1: Yeah, the star can help when you're off-road a little bit because the speed boost helps cancel out. Correct. You
0: know. And we did fail to mention that the mushroom will also make it so that grass or gravel is nothing. It, it acts almost exactly like the road. Yeah. And again and things we're failing to mention. The mushroom is really most often useful as a shortcut tool as well.
1: Yeah, in certain tracks, there will be gaps in walls or things that you could take advantage of with it.
0: And then we have, you know, one of the more treacherous and disliked items in the history of the cart franchise, and that would be the banana peel.
1: Yep, this uh, yellow jerk, you just drop it behind you, and hopefully someone will run into it and spin out.
0: And, you know, you can be subject to your own banana
1: peeling, so watch where you drop it. Oh well, yeah, and especially when you realize that with the exception of, say, Donkey Kong, the computer is not using banana peels. So right. if you're playing one player, you know who put it there. It yeah. was me. It, it's always me. Ah, and what a fool. <laughs> you can use them in later games, too, where you could dangle them behind you to block, say, a red shell, but no guns here. You'd have to actually drop it right in the path. But it still will consume a shell, so there is that.
0: Then we have an item that is a little strange because it's uh, also a
1: future character, and that is the Boo. Yeah, you get the little Boo ghost. Uh, I rarely got this one as well. I didn't see it at all because it's only in the two-player game. Okay. Um, and it will make, makes you invisible, right? Or, or yes. flashy kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, but it mainly, it lets you steal the second player's item.
0: Oh, okay. Now, sadly, when this game, you really don't hold on to your item very long, There's for not, the most part.
1: Yeah, they're they're in. I mean, maybe if you're lucky enough to nab a star or a lightning bolt right before they use it, you know? But for the most part, it, I don't know, the, game, the items aren't as big a factor as they would be later. No, for sure. And then we have the final item. And it has been in many of the
0: other games, but not always used in the same capacity. And that is the coin.
1: Yes, the coins. Um, you'll see these, you can pick them up in question blocks, and they're also littered around many of the tracks as well. In question blocks, you get a three count of them. Yeah, and um, they, in addition to kind of being your your life meter, because when you get hit, you will... Or above into. Yeah, if you if you get hit by an item, you'll lose four coins. If Lakitu has to pick you up off track, you will lose two. And a cart collision will subtract one coin. Okay. So they, there are plenty of ways to deplete them. And if you get down to zero, then any contact means you're spinning out. And, and it's, if you get hit by a, a row of people, it can be a really horrible
0: long, protracted spin-out.
1: It's rough, man, yes. Um, the coins also have a, another function where they determine your max speed, kind of. Yeah, they are each one a slight max speed increase. And up they, to, I think, 10. Yes, at 10, it uh, maxes out your speed, but you can still carry more coins beyond that.
0: And I think for the N64 version, they lost that. And I then believe And a few so. more later. But then it has crept back in and is now part of the current landscape of uh mario kart 8
1: deluxe oh and so does that is it still function as a speed boost or
0: yes in fact what it does is it gives you a little boost when you get it but there's also
1: an overall top speed boost as well okay nice um your starting coins depends on your starting position in, oh. the, in the thing if you're in first or second place you'll start with two third or fourth place starts with three 5th or 6th place starts with 4, and finally 7th or 8th starts with 5. Which I is see. kind of nice because if you, you know, I mean, you start every cup at 8th place. Yeah. Um. So those 5 coins are probably going to be spent banging your way through the rest of the other racers right away.
0: Yeah, I did find it to be quite rough sometimes when you would be starting out in 1st or 2nd and faster players were behind you or you yeah. screwed up your start. Yeah, yeah. Now, those are the items that you can find when you pass over a question block but the enemy or cpu characters have their own uh, more interesting set of items and this is the only time i think we see that in the the franchise
1: yeah they since they don't consume question blocks and get real items they have their own kind of items they just spawn whenever yeah and at some times it seems like A lot. A lot of spawning. Oh, yeah. Uh, Frustratingly so. Um, And I've seen them use feathers out of nowhere as well, because I watched Luigi jump over several of my shells. Clearly a feather jump, too. I was very, very unhappy about that. Wow. So, starting with Mario and Luigi. Yes, these guys are the worst computer opponents, because their special item they can activate whenever they want is the invincibility star. Yeah not cool man <laughs> like, no, especially in the 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 latter cc's of the game well and this this game like many other mario karts uh, beyond it will if you pick a character then it, it will kind of choose two or three that are going to be your main competitors yes and if you're koopa it's luigi yes. so you're frequently if you get the first place you can hear this guy right behind you turning <laughs> invincible repeatedly right there you know it sucks i hate it yeah i could see that or, you know, you shoot a red shell and you see it sailing like, wow, I got a good shot here. And then right before it gets to him, nope, and <laughs> then it's just gone. And you're like, it's uh, really gets my goat. Well, next up we have uh, Princess Peach. And
0: I would say hers is really my second most or my second least favorite or most annoyed by.
1: It's tricky because it's a poison mushroom that she will either drop or throw out. And if you run into it, you will shrink a la the lightning bolt.
0: Yes, and sometimes there are a ton of these on the track.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. You know, it it seems like whichever person you're nearest seems to be the ones that fire off items. But, you know, if you're racing and Princess is the one following you or is the top opponent, then you're going to see a bunch.
0: Yeah, and they are worse than any other hazard because, you know, if you're shrunk, then, of course, then you can be run over. Yes, and it's not cool. Then we have uh, Yoshi, and Yoshi's is similar but less offensive.
1: Yeah, it's just a a green and white egg that you know Yoshi's grow out of. He uh, will throw or drop it, and it will just cause you to spin out and mm-hmm. take a hit. Uh, it's pretty much like a banana peel in different colors.
0: Yes, which you know I guess will just bring us right to Donkey Kong.
1: Yeah, and Donkey Kong will drop the banana peels just like you can. It's uh, same same thing as uh as yourself.
0: Uh, then we should probably talk about Bowser, and his is uh, not a station. Well, I don't know if it's stationary or not. I could never really tell.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird looking because, I mean, he drops a Uh fireball that just kind of sits there. Maybe moves. If it does, it's pretty slow, but it's hard to tell the way the track moves when you're racing. So it looks like it could be wobbling back and forth or not. or Maybe it's just me, but there, No, I'm definitely, I was in that same boat, so... But it's just a one-hit spin out, so not too terrible. But I feel like it is a larger hitbox than some of the other ones. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, the sprite definitely looks larger, so there's at least that there. Uh, Then we have the Koopa. Troopa? Yep, Koopa's just a classic green shell. He will drop it. I guess maybe shoot it, but I was racing as Koopa most of the time, so I didn't really see a lot of it. Same here. And then
0: finally we have Toad.
1: Yeah, Toad uh, follows the princess's lead with a poison mushroom, so that's another one to watch out for. Yeah, there's actually a, a good variety here. Of a few different modes to play in. There's, you know, your classic Mario Kart Grand Prix. Yes. Which you can do one or two player. Mm-hmm. And that'll take you through, you can select from three different cups. Well, I mean, four eventually if you unlock the special cup. Spoiler alert, Nick. Ooh. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, guys and gals. But along with that, there's also, there's a time trial uh-huh. where you can... You know, just see how well you can race without opponents and practice their tracks, I guess. Um, Correct. Which has a cool... This game does have a battery save, kind of, so that it will save your times as well as provide you with a ghost racer, of a, a phantom of yourself to race against.
0: Yes, without the phantom racer, I rarely will ever touch a
1: time trial mode. Yeah, and I mean, it not only helps visualize how well you're doing, but you can kind of see sometimes where you way better or worse on a turn or how to how to deal with certain areas of a track better you know agreed and then you'll have a the two-player match race yes which is just a one-on-one yep well, kind of boring yeah not, not too fancy there and then of course the two-player battle mode
0: yes and unlike many other racing games this has a full-featured battle mode uh, you know, I didn't mention this in the history, but one of the things that I read was that they really wanted there to be different modes people could play that had a different style of winning.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: therefore, you know, if you weren't as great at the racing, you could go into battle mode with your friends and still have fun.
1: Yeah, and it is it is fun. But when I was looking at the maps, it really came back. I'd forgotten how much time I had sunk into battle mode and having a great time. Because in battle mode, you have three balloons. Yeah, and they're kind of your hit points. They're tied to your
0: cart, and anytime you are hit by a projectile or you run over something or would take a spin, you lose a balloon. Mm-hmm. And the last player standing is the winner.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it, you know it's, it's a lot of fun, and unfortunately it doesn't get as chaotic as it does in later games when you can have four players. Correct. But it's still, still a good time.
0: And this battle mode does feature my favorite thing to do to... Uh, People who aren't as used to the game, and that is to uh, feather your way into a little zone that otherwise you can't drive into. Oh, and just hide from them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and taunt them when they get close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. Well, because you can also shoot out of those zones almost always because they have the little bumper rail to let you leave. in just hiding there and mm-hmm. then wait for a good shot. Camping it out. And in battle mode, there are how many tracks? Five. And those are, you know, your standard block fort type one and two there's a dirt track. Yep, yep. What's that? What's the fourth one? Is there an ice one? Oh yeah, it's an ice <laughs> one. That's why I that's why I don't remember it because it is the least selected. You gotta block it out, man. But really it is the grand prix. That's what everyone comes here for. And when you start up a game, you are greeted with yet another option, and that is what speed you will start at.
1: Yes. Uh, your engine size slash speed, you have fifty and one hundred cc's that you can choose. From the beginning. And and then do you have to uh, rank in all the different cup the, the other cups, to then unlock the highest one? I think so. I think you have to defeat at least on 100 cc's. I don't know if you just have to beat the special cup. Uh-huh. Because you have to get, to get to the special cup, you have to get. All right, well, if, hold on, yeah. hold on.
0: We'll get there. <laughs> First off, you can unlock a third speed or engine class, and that is the 150 cc. And each of these is a, you know, very substantial boost and speed which does make the handling always a little trickier
1: yep and it also the computer's ai will become more aggressive as you go to the faster speeds so it kind of breaks down to an easy medium and hard mode correct and
0: you know famously or not the newest version mario kart 8 has
1: added 200 cc oh wow i didn't know that oh yeah it is rough Uh, I bet. I mean, I got to the point with later ones where I would race on 150, but not here. And 200? Holy cow, I don't know about that. But
0: back to the Super Nintendo version. After you have selected what speed you're going to be playing as, you then select your racer. And once that's verified, you move on to which cup you will be racing in. Yes. And the cups available from the beginning are the Mushroom Cup and the Flower Cup and the Star Cup. And these cups uh, have returned with different tracks for every
1: iteration of the game henceforth. Yeah, and what, each one has four tracks in it of five laps apiece? Yes. Which is, does that stick through? I mean, I know later they had different number of laps for many races, so. Yeah, well, in future games,
0: the laps are different based on the track itself. But in this one, every single race is five laps. And that is always at least one lap too long. Yeah. And being trained that most races are 3 laps, especially on a standard circuit style course. Right, right. I often almost goofed it myself when I was doing something when I thought it was the last lap. Yeah, yeah. Coasting to the finish line and then nope. <laughs> last lap. I'm like, "Oh, no." Now the Each Cup, now Each Cup has 4 races as we mentioned. Mhm. And they are across a wide variety of, of different terrains, the tracks. But there are some archetypes that we'll see throughout the game. Yeah, several of them, actually. There are, you know, your standard race tracks. Yeah, your, yeah. like, Mario circuit. Mm-hmm. You have your dirt tracks. You have a couple horrible snow tracks, of course. Yeah, yeah. But then I think worst of all is the ghost house tracks.
1: Yeah, they're they're bad. I had some problems with the Bowser ones, too. There are Bowser tracks set in his yep. castle. And
0: both the Bowser ones and
1: the Ghost House ones
0: are awful for two different reasons. And the opposite reasons, I should say. (laughs) The Ghost House is because all of the edges of the track are lined with blocks that will disappear after being hit once. Yeah. Which means lap two and three becomes, uh, you know, a real testament to not flying off the edge of the track. Yes. Yes, it does. As if they
1: put a rainbow road right in the middle of every single, you know, one. And you know we should say too that a lot of the, not all of the edges have these blocks in the first place. Sometimes they're just waiting for you to fall off. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, the Bowser
0: Castle ones have stone lining a lot of very narrow paths. And every time you hit that stone, it is a deceleration, a big one, man. Very much so. And so therefore, both of them really make you, uh, really force you to drive on the straight and narrow and try to stay in the very center of that path as yeah, much as possible. you've got to. Now, we'll get into the features of these tracks a little more later, but when you rank in this game uh, in places one through four, you are given a score, and those are points that
1: carry over between the individual races in a cup. Yes, and that'll that's what will eventually rank you at the end of the cup. Yeah. First place is worth nine points, second place is six, third place three, and fourth place a measly one point.
0: And, you know, like in many Mario Kart games, to really achieve first place at the highest speeds in AI, there is a bit of point manipulation you have to to think about where you really want to try your best to make sure certain other characters aren't second or third
1: because you really want to knock them down in their points. Try to get that spread between you. Now, one thing that um, I believe is different since this game and all the Mario Karts is that you have lives.
0: Yeah, and that brings me to my other point about rank, and that is if you are in ranks five, six, seven, or eight, you rank out. Yeah, and when you rank out, you lose a life. Now you start with three lives, mm-hmm. and I don't
1: think there's any way to get more lives. There is, but I don't know how. Like I feel like if it's like if you get to thirty points or something, there, I noticed it several times. It would almost always be in the second to last track, and huh. I, would, I would get I would get one extra life somewhere in there, but I couldn't find any info on it. So maybe I made it up, but I'm pretty sure there's something there. But I think the live system is bunk. Uh, Well, it is in some ways
0: because what happens is every time you rank out,
1: you lose a life. And
0: if you lose three lives or all of your lives, then that's it. You do not get to continue in that circuit. Yeah, you got to start the whole cup over. But if you're playing two player, when one person uh, loses all their lives, the other player just can continue on.
1: Okay. Do they, is there only, are there only seven racers then? Or does a computer version? I think they don't remember. It's just frustrating because there will be times where, like, let's say you've gotten first place on all these tracks. Yeah. And there's no way for the second player to even catch up, but you can still rank out. You can't just win by points through the cup. You know, you've always got to at least make it to fourth place.
0: Now, if you're playing one player or if both players have ranked out, then you will have to continue and restart that race yep. uh, starting at the last pole position yeah which is no fun but this is an interesting thing where you can kind of game the points in a way where if you aren't going to come in in a high enough place and you have the lives to do it you can just rank out and then redo that course to make sure yeah. you get better points to move on
1: That's true i don't know it's just it feels like a double standard because i wish these computers if they ranked out you know it'd be kind of neat if the number of racers kind of thinned out throughout the cup right maybe i don't know
0: and then at the end of the four races all of your points are totaled or they've been totaled as you go and the top three point values get to stand on the podium and receive the glory and the cup
1: yeah um i've I didn't experiment with this, but I read a little FAQ where it was about ranking yourself, like finishing in fourth place. Because, I also
0: read that FAQ.
1: Yeah, you get like different music or something because you're not, a, you know, you're not a trophy winner. But you didn't rank out. Yeah, I, I was not good enough to manipulate things that well. <laughs> so. Now,
0: now, no matter what place you get, there is now a trophy shown next to that cup. Oh yeah, you can get a bronze, silver, or gold. You know, for second or third. But once you have them gold, then you unlock a fourth cup. The Special Cup. Yes, this is the the toughest one. And it also adds a new type of uh, track, the infamous Rainbow
1: Road. Oh, yeah, which is in everyone and dreaded rightfully so. Now, this one isn't the never-ending slog
0: of some of the future ones.
1: Yeah, it's not the ridiculously long, you know, versions that we would see later. In fact, I think I actually found it to be relatively mild, really, well, you know.
0: It is because you're also faced very often with other tracks that don't have edges. Right. So it's not really a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. And if you can then beat that mode, you will unlock the
1: 150cc. Gotcha. So if you get, what is it, you have to get gold on all of the, or you get gold on special on 100ccs, and that reveals the mirror or the backwards stuff? Yes. Okay. Which then is a whole new set of tracks which
0: are the old tracks, but just flipped left to right. Yeah, I d- didn't mess with these. <laughs> no, they are usually the ultimate challenge in the Mario Kart game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would play a few in later versions, but it was never like a goal of mine to, to max it out and beat the mirror races. Yeah,
0: a lot of times we would use them as an equalizer for people that were really used to tracks and people that were mm-hmm. new to the game because, yeah. you know, it, it really throws you off as one that's a vet of, the, of that track. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it really goes to show that this game had a huge wealth of options and and things to unlock and and replay. Absolutely, yeah. Well, folks, the hint was there in the title of the podcast, and possibly when you heard me say, and Nick, that we have played almost every version of this game. This is the end of part one of what will be a two-part series. That's right. Mario Kart deserves it. It does. I mean, but of course, this has been, you know, just part of my gaming life. You know, Mario Kart has always been there. And as a father, it's been a big part of my, you know, interactions with my son growing up (laughs) as well. There's always been a Mario Kart for us to play together on every Nintendo system. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, we had to, uh, you know, break this one up. It's going to be a little long. And hopefully we'll see you back here next week for part two, where we go over the manual, you know, our general chat and each track of the game.
1: That's right. And remember, racers, if uh, there's anything you want to talk to us about, favorite drivers, yep, favorite tracks, let us know at cartridgecommandgmail.com and we will race a reply to you. Or maybe how much you love the fact that the Blue Shell is not yet in the Mario Kart
0: universe. That's true. That's true. But you can also let us know on Facebook at Cartridge Command or uh, follow us on Twitter at Cart Command where we'll let you know when new shows drop. Of course, you can subscribe to the show on whatever podcast device you have. If you want to tell your friends about it, please do so. Just tell them to look up Cartridge. We're usually one of the top five results if you do that, and uh, they can check it out, and hopefully they will like it as well. Yeah. Now, of course, every week we say an extra special thanks to those fine and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is the Christmas season, and uh, we would love to see a few more people give to us, but it is the ones that give to us right now that make this show possible, and without them, well... There would be no Cartridge Command. So thank you guys so, so very much. It's your financial support that lets me and uh, Nick get together and (laughs) talk about these old games.
1: Yeah, they're Christmas miracles, everyone. Indeed. We
0: thank you so, so much. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game game on. on! Beep, beep.